Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. When I launched this podcast, A Half Dozen Things, my vision was to develop myself as a leader and interview others that I aspired to become more like or learn from. And over time, it's become an industry-leading, number one ranked podcast for fleet and transport managers. So with my new team joining me, the amazing Mike Vickers and Jamie Bilorski, we've launched the Fleet Geeks podcast. And this episode is available on Fleet Geeks, so please do go and subscribe and listen. If you're a fleet or a transport manager or a transport professional, please do subscribe and listen in to the Fleet Geeks podcast. A Half Dozen Things is going to go back to being a general business podcast where I speak to other leaders as well. So please do listen in to that. But this episode is part of the new Fleet Geeks series of podcasts. So please do subscribe, have a listen in, and I really think you're going to enjoy the new podcast, Fleet Geeks podcast. Thank you. Welcome to A Half Dozen Things podcast and Fleet Geeks podcast. So recently you'll have heard that i've launched the fleet geeks podcast with my excellent colleagues mike vickers who's joining me today and jamie belorski and what i'm doing just to get things off the ground i know a lot of people who listen to the half dozen things podcast are going to really really enjoy the fleet geeks podcast so we're going to run them side by side for a couple of episodes and this is going to be one of them and uh, i'm joined by mike who's recently joined flagship partners he's an absolute legend in his own lifetime um, and uh, when i interviewed when i interviewed mike and uh, i mentioned to jamie about mike coming to join jamie knew straight away who mike was because he'd done his transport manager cpc refresher with him so um but yeah quick introduction mike uh, mike vickers uh, joined us recently is going to be helping flagship partners launch their transport manager cpc offer and as part of doing that we're going to be uh, talking today around six tips to achieving transport manager cpc exam success so just quickly mike how long have you been training transport manager cpc and uh, what do you enjoy about doing it oh it, it, yeah so it's it's six years i've been doing it now uh, it seems it just seems like five minutes since i started doing it very nervous trainer stepping up to the plate on the uh, on the very first day was uh, was quite daunting but i i kind of grew into the role and and uh, you know it, it, sometimes it takes a, 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 you know a while later in life until you sort of realize that, that that you know why wasn't i doing this 20 years ago why am i doing it now uh, but then I suppose the answer to that question was 20 years ago. I didn't know what I know now after, you know, a lifetime in the uh, in the industry, as it were. Um, so, uh, yeah, absolutely love it. And uh, I remember on, uh, you know, we, we were talking in the uh, when we first started talking, you said uh, we looked at the possibilities for this and where it could go. And, and you said, well, are you sure you don't mind doing transport manager like, you know, a lot, lots and lots of them, you know, repetitive. And I said, I would do them every single day of the week if I could. I'd, I'd You know, I'd probably even do them Saturdays and Sundays. It, it, it's just it's just something I've, I've really really enjoy doing and uh, hopefully that comes across in in, in terms of my uh, my delivery style and uh, and the and the lessons so uh, yeah really really excited to be joining uh, flagship and of course uh, really excited to uh, to be a part of the podcast team as well and uh, I'm sure yeah you're absolutely correct everybody I've been in industry a long time there's nothing like this this is going to be unique and, and fleet geeks I'm really looking forward to yeah awesome I'm, I'm really buzzing about it as well i think um it's one thing when you launch a podcast on your own but when you do it with a with a group of people and you can all share ideas and have a good bit of banter i think it's going to be i think it's going to be spot on mate to be fair so today we're doing a quick session on um the six your six tips to exam success for transport manager cpc and one of the things is, is in your six years of delivering training um i'm sure you'll have seen all types of different candidates from all different walks of life and all different levels of experience but one thing's for certain it's not an easy exam right do you know what the statistics are around the pass rate and and, and that kind of thing yeah it's the, the national the, it is a, it's you know the elephant in the room is it, it's an a level it, it's it's a level three qualification so on this on the grand scheme of things it's an a level qualification um most a level students will get sort of two years 
uh, you know, a bit of drunkenness and debauchery chucked in there as well. But, you know, they'll get two years to do an A-level, whereas, uh, you know, the, the, the candidates that we have on Transport Manager have got two weeks. So, uh, yeah, the national pass rate first time is just over the 50 percent. So it, it isn't it isn't an easy one. But but, you know, even even those candidates who are not quite successful first time around, generally speaking, it's it's. Some of them, it's a long time since they've been in an exam environment. It's 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 a bit, you know, it's something different. It's something new. And uh, second time around, you know, they, they generally smash it. But it's, you know, you, you're right. There's no two ways about it. It is a difficult, uh, a difficult but rewarding um, uh, achievement. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, if you're thinking about getting your transport manager CPC, the first bit of advice I'd give you is don't. And the second bit of advice I'd give you is I'm, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> it's not an easy exam, but like you say, it's very worthwhile. And, and you know what? It's one of the most rewarding things I've done. I've not actually had my uh, transport manager CPC that long. I've done the role for a long time in a restricted operator um, and uh, I had to learn, had to self-teach. And it, it took me... Um, you know, uh, the passing the TMCPC was kind of an afterthought. And even after I'd done the roles, I'd been fulfilling the duties for, uh, for, for many years in my 20s. Um, so when it came to actually studying and doing it, it was, a, it was a little bit of a doddle to an extent because I'd kind of lived it and breathed it and I'd actually made every mistake under the sun as, as it was anyway. Um, but let's, uh, let's have a little go through your uh, six tips to achieving transport manager success, Mike. So the first tip, and the, I'm just going to give you a, a bit of a bit of an overview here, listeners. The first tip is about not panicking. The second is about preparing to learn. The third, avoid distractions and enlisting a support bubble. The fourth is if you don't understand, just ask. Five, smash the five key areas of the exam. And six, RTFQ. I think I know what that might stand for, <laughs> but we'll wait till the end to find out. So tell me first, tell me about don't panic. It's going to be an enjoyable learning experience for the first tip. Yeah, I mean, as you say, over the, you know, I've noticed it more over the last few years, we've seen a, a much bigger variety of people from all kinds of backgrounds uh, coming into transport manager exam. And, uh, you know, so that we're starting off at a point where we're, where we're sort of, you know, various different levels of expertise, knowledge and experience. But don't panic. You're not on your own. There's no, you're going to come into a room full of people who are thinking exactly the same as what you're thinking now. What you know, it's a daunting. What am I doing here? Uh, how did I get into this mess in the first place? Uh, and then when you see the size of the, the the supporting folders that go with it, you know, the first thing is to naturally panic. But don't. Um, you know, we we here at Flagship, we're going to make it as an enjoyable experience as we possibly can for you uh, through the through the course of the course. So. Um, it's going to be a positive learning experience. Some of the greatest feedback I've had is not, you know, I, I love people telling me how, you know, handsome, good looking, suave and debonair I am. But the, the really interesting feedback I've had uh, recently, and the one that's humbled me more than ever is uh, people saying that they, it wasn't just, a, you know, the passing of an exam or the, 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 the sitting of a course. It was the reintroduction into learning. And it's inspired people to take on, uh, you know, different different aspects of learning, you know, maybe a different language or maybe getting into, uh, you know, other areas of, of, of business development, etc. So it's going to be a positive learning experience. Uh, and, and I think that's from, from my point of view, that's what I want people to take away and not be frightened at the start. Everybody's in the same boat. And honestly, yeah. everybody's bricking it right from the start, yeah. including, <laughs> including the trainer. So don't be worried about that. <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, talking about nerves and panic, I think I get more nervous than the than the candidates. So don't worry. I'll take all your nerves for you. But Brilliant. That's Brilliant. My, my think, number one, you know, take it in your stride. Don't panic. You're not on your own. You're going to get supported. You're going to get supported by the trainers. You're going to get supported by each other as well. I always look at groups and think, you know, we've all you know, some of us might come from an engineering background, others from, you know, transport management, others might be finance orientated, HR, health and safety. Let's learn from each other as well. You'll have that support network around you as well with other people in the group. So don't panic is my first uh, piece of advice. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, um, uh, well, it's uh, scientifically proven that stress makes you stupid, right? So um, <laughs> physically what happens when you get stressed is your brain expands and literally it just starts thinking in a more foggy way. So I, I know that the, th the threat of classroom training, particularly for like two weeks, is enough to give a lot of people a little bit, feel a little bit hot under the collar. A lot of the people in the fleet sector probably were, you know, they um, uh, learning or being in a classroom environment isn't going to be for them. I think the big thing that I want to send as a reassurance is that we certainly if you come and join join us at flagship we will make it as comfortable as we can for you we've got a really nice uh supportive environment the the actual environment itself is amazing we've got a well lit lots of natural light uh we make sure you get a nice quality lunch as well um when people when we move to our new premises we're going to be getting a, a a nice mixed buffet of healthy food as well so that's going to help people think plenty of uh plenty of water plenty of coffee and tea uh at everyone's disposal so you know what more what more could you want from a learning environment i think um you know just relax and enjoy the ride you're in you're in safe hands this guy mike's been doing it six years right um and he's had plenty of people pass it so you're in you're in a, a good set of hands so the second area prepare to learn tell me about preparing to learn then mike yeah coming on on, on nicely from the the, the panic and, and, and that is get yourself ready um you, it doesn't, it, you know, people say, yeah, but I've, you know, I've not been doing the job long or I'm, I'm fairly new to transport. Uh, but other people say, I've not, I'm not a driver. So what, you know, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Everybody is at the same position when we come to, to starting this. But if you can prepare yourself, to prepare yourself in two ways, really, prepare yourself to to learn, I think that's that's one thing. As I say, a lot of people, it'd be a long time since they left a classroom or, or perhaps their experience of classroom wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was no shining light at school, I must admit. But, uh, you know, it was only after I left school and, and sort of bit got bitten by the learning bug that, uh, that, that I would manage to achieve, achieve things that I wouldn't have achieved when I was, was younger. So get yourself into that mindset, prepare to learn. Um, you know, ask experience. You know, there are other people around. You, you'll hear horror stories about transport manager, and uh, you, you will. And uh, but it's it's good to get that uh, that that sort of background on a more practical level and slightly more boring level. Um, you know, there is some reading that you can do, some research you can do beforehand. Uh, there are there's a certain publications that you can. I mean, the, the internet is full of wonderful stuff, and the .gov website. I mean, you know. No matter what we might think of this government, any government, the previous governments, one thing they are pretty good at is getting information on the uh, on the .gov website. It's a great website, works really well. Loads of information on there uh, to help you. Just put in, you know, becoming a good vehicle operator, or you know, lots of different search search engines will get will take you to to the the .gov website. Um, there's three publications in particular I just want to mention, and one of them is uh, the Guide to Maintaining Roadworthiness. Um, the Guide to Maintaining Roadworthiness, not only, not only is it a super publication for you to accompany you on your, on your transport manager journey, but as transport professional, if you're at the what we call the touching point of transport, if you're involved in some way, shape or form in the operation of heavy goods vehicles or vans, cars, whatever, that is a brilliant publication. It's an what we call an everyday publication. It's one something should have people should have on their on their on their desktop. If you can get a, a hard copy, brilliant. Uh, but but you know that it is available in in desktop format. Guide to maintaining roadworthiness, um, published by the DVSA. Uh, fantastic. That'll tell you all you need to know about uh, about the maintenance side of things. Um, a more wordy uh, document, not so quite so sexy, is the uh, what what the what the uh, Department of Transport called GV two six two, which is the uh, the guide to drivers' hours and tachographs. Um, bit of bedtime reading, if that you know, if you if you <laughs> that certainly will. Uh, but it's uh, you know, for anybody who's, who's new to drivers' hours, um, it's it is it is quite a daunting uh, job to pick up drivers' hours. Uh, but that's 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 your go-to guide. Uh, and then last but by no means least is the GV seventy four, which is the uh, guide to becoming a, a, a heavy goods vehicle operator. And that takes you through the the process. So, on, on a on a you know 
higher level, uh, just get your get your mindset ready, get yourself uh, prepared to learn, uh, you know, listen to experience, etc. But on a, on, a, on a more sort of practical level, those three publications would be a great, great start. But please don't worry about the information. One thing I will say on a slightly more negative note is um, we all were, you know, there's very people working various different uh, operators, hauliers, people who run heavy goods vehicles, maybe not even from that background at all. Um, it, you kind of just kind of have to forget that world slightly and what you do and, and, and the processes and procedures that you use uh, and come into what we call exam world. Um, so just kind of leave that at the doorstep. It's great to have that experience, but kind of leave what you do at the doorstep. So that's, yeah, that's my second tip. Prepare. Yeah, brilliant. I think um, I think I think you're absolutely right there. And um, the, the, the preparation is everything. I think um, a lot of people say to me, you know, what do I need to know before I go into this training? Um, I, I would suggest join join one of the communities on Facebook. Oh, maybe, maybe even give the Fleet Geeks Transport Manager community a go. Um, it's a free environment. You can ask safe questions. You can ask questions anonymously and you can get support. I can name lots and lots of transport managers that I know listen to the podcast and comment on a regular basis that have a wealth of knowledge. And sometimes if you ask something and people perceive it to be a stupid question, you will get stupid people give stupid answers. However, there's always people in the community that give really, really grown up responses. You've got James Adcroft, who's a senior TM at uh, Tesco. Um, uh, uh, obviously, the huge supermarket, he's got a wealth of experience and he will always help uh, young or, or new or incoming transport managers. Richie Eden's another one. Tom Reddy comes to mind. Uh, Phil Shepherd. There's several of them on the transport manager community forums that are really, really helpful guys and always willing to uh, always willing to lend an ear. Um, and then alongside that, I think um, obviously I mentioned earlier half dozen things podcast. I have I have made uh, uh, quite a few podcasts there and interviewed some really interesting people. You know, you've got um, uh, Beverly Bell, former senior traffic commissioner, soon to be released Phil Breen from earned recognition as well. Um, so we've got some um, some really good people for you to uh, have a listen out to as well. But ultimately, like you say, the .gov website is the go to. I think be very wary when you do search things that from my experience, when you search things, make sure you do look at the authority level of the website that you're looking at. It, you, you can guarantee if it's from someone like Smith Bowyer Clark or uh, Backhouse Jones or Rotherus, for example, you know that you can trust what's on there because they're very legitimate, very well-respected uh, road transport solicitors. Um, but be careful of, um, you know, I, I think that, that there's some uh, companies out there who will maybe copy and paste stuff and, 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 and what have you. So definitely look for the Gov websites or, or look for um, the, the transport solicitors because I think they're, generally speaking, uh, these guys know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. So, it, um, <clears throat> there's there's also... Sorry, sorry. Go on, Another, we all know the dangers of social media, and uh, you know we don't need to. Uh, you don't need any lectures on that from me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a technophobe when it comes to things like that. But um, I do know that if uh, the uh, the enforcement authorities um, have a very good presence on social media, so if you want to find out the kind of work that the DVSA do and the various police commercial vehicle units up and down the country. They have a very good presence on uh, on, on social media. I, I don't do uh, kind of Facebook myself, more of a Twitter kind of guy. And um, so, you know, that, that there is some good information to pick up from there. But uh, of course, that comes with a caveat, as Pete said. You've got to be careful uh, with with anything to do with the with the great interweb. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh you know if you're not careful all of a sudden you can find yourself on all sorts of websites if you start looking at uh, you know uh car crashes and things like that anyway right yes. uh the third thing was around avoiding distractions and enlisting your support bubble tell me a bit more about that mike yeah easier said than done um and we we, we have to tread very very carefully here as trainers because um Essentially, the, the the classroom course is kind of two weeks and a little bit more uh, out of out of a out of a working life, you know, out of a working sort of uh, operation. So um, it, it's very difficult for anybody, no matter what role, what what business they work in, to say, right, okay, you go off for two weeks uh, and a little bit more, and uh, you know, we won't contact you. You don't have to worry about your inbox. Basically, put your out of hours on and nobody's going to contact so in real life it's, it's a heck of a commitment to have somebody on a course like this so in real life that doesn't you know doesn't always happen and 
but but the candidates that struggle most are those that are trying to juggle too many balls in the air at one time. And uh, you know, if you're trying to do a job of work, if you've got a you know something going on, uh, it's very very difficult to maintain that level of, of focus and concentration through uh, through doing a two week course. So. One way of do one way of avoiding distractions is let people know what you're doing. If you tell people what, and I know with that comes the the worry that if I've told somebody, like you know, I, you know, telling somebody I'm going to go and run a marathon, and then you know, six months later they still find I'm you know three stone overweight and plodding around. You know, you know, it's it, it's, it's a failure, but. You know, there is that danger if you tell people what you're doing. They're always going to ask you, how are you getting on with your course? Have you passed? Did you pass? How did you get on? Did you? Uh, but I think as more people that you know that you can bring into your support bubble, they will protect you. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they will they will sort of field, field out that interference from as much as they possibly can. So these days we are easily distracted by lots and lots of things, uh, you know, social media, work, family life, etc. But we can take steps to minimize that um then we're going to be then we're going to be in a much better position to focus on 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 as we've already spoken about this is um this 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 kind of uh, large large job that we've got so um it, just to put it into context from scratch um the, the idea is from scratch you need about 141 hours uh, to to achieve what they call a level three qualification. So this is not specifically transport manager. This is a level three, A-level qualification. You need about 141 hours of study. We're going to give you 72 hours or so in the classroom. Uh, you, you know, you don't need to be a mathematician to work out that uh, you, there's going to be some 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 heavy work that you're going to have to do yourself and if you haven't got the time and space to do that it, it can be challenging but but on the other side of that coin i would say don't overdo it um you know absolutely don't overdo it uh, learn how to how to how to uh, take things easier relax take time away don't get i mean pete's, pete's much more an expert on this than, than than i am but uh you know just use whatever techniques that you can you can build to to get that relaxation in that time away in so it's, it is a balancing act so that's that's my third uh you know one very difficult to in t in today's world but yeah avoid distractions get that support yeah. bubble going you'll be fine yeah. I think um I, I i totally resonate with what you're saying there i think um you know we um we're regularly distracted by notifications on our phone and um, it takes up to seven minutes to recover our um, our thought process and our concentration. Seven minutes following a notification or a diversion of um, a diversion of um, our, our uh, concentration. So that that can be pr pretty catastrophic. And I'm a firm, firm believer of on, these mobile phone devices are there to serve us as a tool and uh, that turning off all notifications um will serve you very very well and having set periods throughout the day where you check your phone but i would also caveat that with if you're listening and you're looking to put members of your team through a transport manager cpc qualification i really do urge you because it will save you money longer term by not distracting them with business related things by allowing them to be present and uh, present on the training course and network with the other people around them within the room um, by allowing them that safe space and time to be able to do it the chances of them passing that qualification are huge and I, you know that's based on science you know that that is wholly based on science that the more you're able to concentrate because 141 hours of staring at a window going i'm never going to pass this exam because this is stressing me out and that's stressing me out it's never going to serve anybody you need 141 hours of concentrated focus and um you know it's really really important to not have uh, not have those distractions i i i believe um and also like like you say i think one of the challenges particularly when you're learning something like uh the operations or or, or legalities around transport management one of the things is you don't know what you don't know so unless you unless you're around other people then sometimes you don't realize the breadth of the industry that you're looking at or the um you know Absolutely. the full, full scope of what you could come into contact with so um by networking with other people you're going to have people from all different industries now the only thing that potentially joins them together is the fact, the fact of operating vehicles when all of a sudden you could have a waste and recycling professional or you know you could Absolutely. have um a builder's merchant so you could have 
you know, a general haulage person or a tipper operation, but everyone's business is different. And the way they run their planning and the way they run their schedules and the way, um, you know, the, 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 the different operations and the, you know, you have to have the business understanding to be able to pass the exam and sole traders and limited companies and, you know, understanding all the finances around that. You're going to have people in the room with a wealth of knowledge and actually you might learn better by having conversations with people between and you, you, you pick up those opportunities. So um, I think uh, I think that's a really great point, Mike. Um, the fourth one is if you don't understand, just ask. So uh, are you saying there's no such thing as a stupid question? <laughs> the only stupid <laughs> question is the one that you don't ask. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was lesson number day number one as a, as a trainer, lesson number one. Uh, from a great, great guy. I mean, even, you know, I started doing this six years ago and, you know, I was reasonably getting on then. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I, we needed mentoring. I needed mentoring uh, as a trainer. And I had this great guy uh, mentoring me, a, a wonderful chap called Derek Rose. And uh, Derek, that's what's the first thing, you know, he, he taught me. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah, the stupid bit is not asking it. Uh, and I try to reassure uh, delegates that, um, you know, I, I've been in your position, you know, <laughs> sure Pete can, can level with this. I've been in your position. I've sat on a, I've sat on many courses and uh, I've sat there and I've been thinking, oh, I'd really like to ask that. But I'm, I'm so frightened to ask that question because I'm in a group of people who are, you know, my peers who, who I should be at the same level as. And if I ask that question, I'm going to appear stupid. Now, sometimes, you know, we all and I to this day, I, I, I get this. Um, you know, we've all got gaps in our knowledge. And it, it, as Pete says, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, <laughs> and to sit there and, and hold that in is is ridiculous because no one's going to judge you on it. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours are credited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. You want it. You know what it's like? So me, I'm, I'm very much like that. Um, you might think, well, you're a trainer. You should be, you know, uh, not not a shrinking sort of uh, wallflower. It's just sort of blending in the background. But I do. I sit there petrified. I don't ask this question. And all of a sudden, somebody sit two or three seats down from me asks the same question. I think, whew, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that and not me. But that is that is not the way. And, and you're never, ever, ever from me. And, uh, you know, take me outside and shoot me if, if that's the case. You'll never, ever find that, uh, that that I will I would sort of be surprised or or you know I've seen some trainers are uh, almost uh, aggressive with their you know did you know that you know sort of kind of attitude and never be with me and uh, you know you, you don't know what you don't know please ask um, and if you know. <laughs> I've been stumped. People have asked me questions. And I'm, you know, I'm no, I sort of hold my hands up and say, Do you know what? I don't know that, but I know somebody who will. Um, so, you know, we can go away and we can. And I think there's a, there's a really good uh, message in that for anybody. Who's, I learned this as an operational transport manager. Um, it, it, it's Friday. It's it's five o'clock. Funny enough. Uh, loads of drivers in the in the waiting room and they're shouting questions at you. Uh, the worst thing you can do is try to answer those questions without having the ha, having the, the full knowledge because you'll just get yourself into back yourself into a corner so trainers very much like that as well if i don't know you know i'll part that to one side we can find out you know it's not not a yeah. problem but definitely if you you know please i don't want anybody to sit there thinking i don't want to ask this question we're all in the same boat yeah absolutely. that's number four think, for me i think i think you're absolutely right and i think with um like with anything, I would sooner, if I know a categoric answer to something, I would sooner give that. But if I don't, if I'm uncertain of the answer, I'd sooner say, I don't actually know the answer to that. I think I may know, but I'd sooner admit not knowing and finding out for certain. But I've got this amazing device here. And in this <laughs> amazing device, I've got, and I don't tend to go to places like Facebook to ask the questions. I've built uh, relationships with people like Chris Powell, the solicitor at Rotherus. I've got Beverly Bell, the former senior traffic commissioner in there. And I'll soon go and ask the question of someone 
and find an answer which is categoric and and, and obviously with a huge amount of authority so i think by the, the the point I'm making is ask the question and you may just stump one of us anyway, but we may not know it and we'll, we'll certainly help you. But if we do and if we can help, then we've got, you know, as the business of flagship partners, if you chose to come and train with us, you will have the access to our network and our wealth of contacts and people that we trust to be able to give a really good response um, to, to anything that you do ask. But absolutely, I think it's about having that bravery and vulnerability. Uh, when you're vulnerable, when you're brave, that they're, they're when you do learn, they're when um, you have the open-mindedness to be able to ask a question and then be able to get a good response. So, um, okay, brilliant. So the fifth area is around smashing the five. So off the top of my head, I don't know what the five key areas are of the exam. So tell me about those. Yeah, so um, exam, the exam, it, the syllabus. Uh, the syllabus is actually. Um, I'm getting. I'm getting into geek mode here. But the syllabus is actually set in. We are the uh, fleet geek. We are the fleet. Oh, we are the fleet geek. It's nice the syllabus plug actually, there, mate. <laughs> never, never miss an opportunity to have a plug there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the legislation that the, the syllabus is set in legislation. It's actually European legislation that we've adopted fully. As as you know, we don't think. Oh, you know, we've left Europe now. That doesn't count. It's it's there. It's 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 in, ingrained in our legislation. But the syllabus is actually set in legislation. So it, it says this is what we would expect a transport manager uh, to be uh, competent in. And this is this is these are the areas that we expect them to be competent in. Um, so the, the exam can literally ask you uh, a question over a, a massive breadth of of uh, of subjects in in our industry and as pete alluded to already you know uh, there are areas of the business that i've never been involved in on a personal level you know transportation of animals etc uh never really had that much to do with tankers and, and you know that kind of thing um so it, you know we're, we're opening up in a whole sort of new and, and there's other areas as well remember this is a management exam so we could be looking at areas such as health and safety uh, for for one, um, you, we're normally in the, our positions. We are the frontline managers. You know, we're the first people to speak to drivers and and other staff. So you know, we have to know a little bit about HR and 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 the specialist kind of subjects. Uh, you know, such as I say, the transportation of animals. And uh, uh, I always say to people uh, on day one, you 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 might already have a really good knowledge of of lots of things like drivers' hours, etc. But uh, by the time we get to uh, what I call the pig uh, day, uh, and the pig day is where we learn when a pig should be offered food and water and the length of journey. And I said, you'll forget everything else, but you'll always remember when you should feed a pig. So it's a whole gambit, a whole range of subjects that the exam covers. But clearly, clearly, you're not going to get uh, 60 questions on pig transportation. So what they do what the what the exam setters do is look at key areas and they weight the exam in those key areas so whilst we have to learn everything from a wide syllabus it's really those top five that that people should 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 hone in on and and, and absolutely smash so i'll go through them then uh, number one top of the tree yeah, please the tell me one, mike yeah. mike tell me more what are the oh, five areas coming in it shows my age. I'm going, to, I'm going to show my age here because I'm going to make reference to a, 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 a Radio 1 DJ who's probably probably on a register somewhere now because most of them were from the 70s when I was around. Uh, <laughs> coming in, at, I'll start from the bat and then coming in at number five then uh, is financial management. And that's the one I think a lot of people get the heebie-jeebies over. Uh, they they absolutely free. Most people will freeze when it's uh, when you mention finance. But really... The, you know, and a lot of people ask the question, why on earth? You know, I work in a, a company, we've got an accounts department, it's not my thing, it's not my bag. Why on earth are we learning about finance? Well, there's three key areas of finance that we need to learn about, really. One of them is vehicle costings. We all need to know. It doesn't matter what we do. We, we should all get a rough idea. We should all have a rough idea. Of, if we're going to send a vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds, how much is it costing us to send that vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds? Uh, and what we'd like to do with a haulier, what we'd like to do is find out how much it's costing to send that vehicle from Peterborough to Leeds and hopefully charge our customer a little bit more because that's uh, that's what we call profit. And that's what we call. Or in fact, actually, the, in the exam, they talk about it as, uh, as 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 a margin rather than a profit. Profit seems to be a little bit of a dirty word. So um, that, that that's one of the things we need to learn about vehicle costings. 
Um, the other part, part of financial management we need to learn about is budgeting. Uh, we all budget. Everybody budgets. Personal budget. You get paid at the end of the month and you've got money coming in, money going out. That's what a budget is. And some of us will be professionally involved with budgets, overtime budgets, labor budgets, parts budgets, fuel budgets, etc. So that's, that's a reasonably straightforward one. Uh, and the other one is to look at the workings of, um, if you like, workings of, of, of a balance sheet. Uh, and this becomes really, really important when we look at uh, something called financial standing and how financial standing is calculated. So it's really important that uh, the uh, the, the transport manager understands how that kind of thing is, is put together. Uh, if nothing else from the finance topics, you'll enjoy Dragon's Den more. Um, you can see Peter Jones getting very upset and, and Deborah Mead get very upset when people come on and they don't know the, the numbers. Uh, and you probably, you know, no, no disrespect, but you probably a lot of people are sat there thinking, I don't really know what they're moaning about. I don't really know what the what, what Peter Jones is getting his stripy socks in a twist about. But but uh, it, it's it, you'll understand that a lot more when we understand how how a balance sheet works, etc. Coming in at number four, then is uh, this this right at Peach Street? This one really is that is vehicle maintenance. Um, I think it's 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 rare. You know, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you do your own in-house maintenance, whether you farm it out to a third-party provider. Uh, maintenance, uh, and of course, maintenance begins at home with the drivers doing the walk-around checks, etc. The good news is that you're not going to need to describe how you would change a gearbox in a Scania or a rear axle in a daft tipper. Uh, that it doesn't delve that deeply into the subject, but uh, you know, maintenance. Guide to maintaining roadworthiness, all you need to know about maintenance. It really is cracking for that. Uh, coming in at number at, at number three, no particular order for these. Well, just for, as I say, I fancy being the uh, Radio 1 DJ there. Coming in at number three uh, is uh, driver licensing, a, a key area, of course, uh, area that's undergone a little bit of change recently. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously a key area for, for us. So it, it, to be a qualified uh, driver, driving vocationally, driving for a living. It's just not about driving licenses, license acquisition in the first place. Uh, it, it's about uh, the, the driver CPC qualification, DCPC, and uh, you know maintaining that through periodic training. Uh, and of course, medical standards, checking licenses. So it's a little bit more into it than just a driver's licensing thing. Uh, coming in at number, where did I forgot where we got to? They're coming in at number, uh, where have we got to on the, on the program? I think number two, driver's two. hours, uh, driver's hours and uh, record keeping. Um, uh, it, it, again, you know, it's a Marmite subject. You either love it or hate it. Uh, anybody, you know, if drivers always find drivers have got a slight advantage here because they should, should not always, but should. Uh, be fairly familiar with driver's hours rules. But of course, there isn't just uh, EU driver's hours rules we have to think about. It's domestic rules as well, uh, which might be new to a lot of people. Might a lot of people not realise that we've got something that harks back to 1969 called the GB domestic driver's hours rules. Um, so, And also, of course, that, you know, most of, the vast majority of people operate within the UK and they operate you know fairly normal patterns but there are things that we do such as uh, you know going abroad taking ferries double manning and etc so puts that into the mix a, a little bit more um i promise anybody who's new to drivers house i promise you are you know i i you know sort of honed a way of making it very very easy for you it's not an easy subject but we, we'll make it as easy as we can for you. it's really not that daunting I've got a challenge to people, and I always say to them, if you know, for the basics of driver's hours, uh, if you can remember 15 numbers, if you can recall 15 numbers, in fact, there are only 12, three of them are repeated, then you have the basics of driver's hours. It can, can be done in 15 numbers. Um, so that's a challenge. And of course, we've got the working time rules as well, which are a little bit complicated and can cause some, some issues. So driver's hours comes in at number two. Operator licensing, top of the tree, coming in at number one. Uh, it's the reason why uh, you know we need an, we need a, a certificate of professional competence in the first place. Uh, if we're going to be named as a transport manager on an operator's license, then uh, we need that, uh, that professional competence. 
so operators licensing uh is it, i i always we always start with operator licensing after we've done a few preliminaries uh because it's it's kind of you know it, from 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 everything else that grows uh with operator licensing when you apply for an operator's license you sign uh you sign to say that you are going to fulfill your 11 undertakings uh, so those promises that you make into the traffic commissioner and and it's kind of those 11 undertakings form the the real basis backbone of what we do. Uh, so operator licensing coming in at number one. Uh, I, won't, I won't do my best now then now then impression because that would be inappropriate at this level. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's smash the top five. Amazing, amazing. And um, well, like you say, I think um, all five areas are really, really key. And it just goes to show how broad how broad that exam is going to be and the, the different things it's going to cover. To tell you what, one thing I can't tell you is when you need to feed a pig. <laughs> Do you know what? You put me on the spot now. You have to offer them. <laughs> I'm not asking. Oh, well, yeah, I'm no. just saying, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I can't remember. Someone mentioned it the other day. If you had to sit down and redo your multiple choice as a TMCPC holder, if you had to sit down and take your multiple choice, would you pass it again? And I reckon, I reckon I would, because it's most, I think it's a 50% ish just over six maybe 60 percent pass marks so you need to get somewhere between 30 and 40 out of 60 do you that's correct yeah yeah the, yeah yes. i reckon i reckon i'd be able to do it but i tell you what there'll probably be 20 questions in there that i'll just go or 10 questions at least that i'll probably just scratch my head at and uh well they're multiple guests aren't they so hopefully yeah, hopefully yeah. out of the multiple guess options uh there's two that you can eliminate straight away and then you're down to yeah. a little bit of common sense fingers crossed absolutely <laughs> yeah and, and and you know uh, multiple choice can sometimes you know i'd say it's about an 80 20 split of, you know one in five one in five candidates will say do you know what i prefer the written exam because oh, mm -hmm. you know it's asking me to put things in my own words and i'm very good at that um but 80 percent of people 80 percent of people are going to say no the, the the you know the multiple choice is the one for me because as you say you've got four choices eliminate two that it can't be we've watched Here's the chase we've done millionaire you know it, it's multiple choice but it's um, a little story here's a little story actually and this is my this is my top tip actually from passing to pass the exam and it's slightly different because we'll get onto your final one in a moment but my top tip for passing this exam right and it, it's something i witnessed firsthand i went and took my exam at the crescent in peterborough um uh it was an ocr exam and uh there were a lot of delegates there who'd obviously been on uh an 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 uh a trade body uh training company that are based in peterborough who we shan't mention um and i uh i attended having self self-studied and um they uh we, we went in and I, I recognized a lot of the faces. And actually, after the exam, when we all got our results, I found out that a lot of the faces I recognized didn't pass. And you had the opportunity during the multiple choice to be able to go out a little bit early whilst other people stayed behind to carry on doing the exam. I don't know if the other awarding bodies allow a similar thing, but certainly OCR is a thing. Anyway, I stayed behind. I was like, no, I'm going to reread my answers and I'm going to re-answer. I reckon I changed about 10 answers in that extra period of time as I reread and I, I thought I'd probably gone a little bit question blind because I'd kind of faffed around, but I did pass first time. So uh, the moral of that story is, is definitely make sure that you stick around and make the most of that time with those answers. Absolutely. It's your time to use. No one's in a race. You're not going to get any, you know, you don't get extra points for finishing first. So, you know, you use your time uh, on the other side of that, that coin you know sometimes you can yeah you can get question blind as you say there pete but um i always say and it leads nicely into our last point when we come to that in a moment but uh yeah, yeah. i mean as long as you've read you know you've you've, you've understood the question you've read understood the question uh i always think bradley walsh has some great advice doesn't he on the chase where he goes you know go with your gut and uh you know if you think it looks right it probably is right and, and if you try yeah. to second guess yourself too much uh it can go the other way but you, it's no it's absolutely it's your time uh you know you aren't going to get any you know you're not going to get suddenly 10 bonus points because you finished first uh in fact in my experience people who finish uh, quickly uh can sometimes be unsuccessful and i say well you know why on earth did you how on earth did you 
finish the, finish that quickly because so I probably couldn't. And uh, you know, that's uh, that, it, I, I wrote some of the questions. So you know, it's uh, that. Don't mind you. Having said that, that doesn't mean to get them right um, because I've been racking my brains about poor old pigs. And I think it's it's you have to offer them some water at twenty four hours. So. Um, yeah, I don't right, know if okay. they decline. I don't know. Politely decline. I don't know what. What would you do? <laughs> I don't know. I reckon it might. I reckon they might oink at you when they're hungry. <laughs> when they oink, or when you've run out of Percy pigs that you've eaten, maybe you should give them a pig. Uh, anyway, last one, number six. Then R T F Q. Does that um, mean royally thank the effing queen? Or no, what does what RTF? What could it possibly mean? Talk what could it possibly mean? It, it will be. I always say, how long? How long will it be on day one uh, before I mention RTFQ? Uh, we're before the watershed, so I'm going to do the pre-watershed version, uh, and then I'll probably do the art. The, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll pretend we've moved forward in time because uh, if you're watching this and it's uh, it's after after nine o'clock, we, we can do the full yeah. version. But shoot, read shoot the kids the out of the room before full... he cracks on. <laughs> yeah. uh, read the full question. Read the full question. RTFQ. It is the most common mistake that students make on the exam day itself. They and and and. Uh, I've got some techniques that we'll do. It's probably too 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 much to go into now, but I, I've got some some red hot techniques for that um, as we come towards the end of the course. Um, if if you uh, if you decide to come with with, with us, uh, which we would be delighted to see you uh, towards the end of the course, I'll, I'll run through this. Uh, but it's where you know um, getting into that bit of that psycho babble again, where your mind plays tricks on you and your eyes don't see what you're quite seeing, and etc. And uh, we can. There are no trick questions. That is not to say they're not tricky, but they're no trick questions. Uh, but but people are reading one thing and understanding it as another. So RTFQ. Uh, I'd also say read the full answers as well and consider all the answers and say, look, it can't be that one. Why it can't be that one? It can't be that one. And this is why it can't be that one. It can't. So it must be that one. So. Again, I'm going to refer back to my mentor. Mentors are incredibly important in any walk of life, aren't they? But uh, my mentor, Derek Rose, again, one of his favourite sayings, one of his favourite sayings to two students was, that is a perfectly good answer to a completely different question. And that is really what RTFQ is about. You think you've seen the question. You are immediately attracted to the answer, which is completely the wrong answer, because if you reread the question... You will see that actually not they're not asking that, uh, and half of the technique for for the for the for both, I mean, it really applies to both uh, case study and multiple choice is is trying to get into the mind of the question setter. Uh, what is it they're actually asking me? You know, what is this question about? What is the crux of this question, uh, and why are they asking me? And that that really will unravel uh, your answers. So RTFQ is read the fucking question and then read it again and that's where it comes down to this time thing you know if you can promise me that you've read all the questions and understood them properly you know that's that's the that's the biggest thing you can promise uh you know as a as a as a, as a candidate uh to, to me is is just give yourself that that that's get yourself into that mindset but i don't think i get past 10 o'clock on day one uh, I'll do well if I if I can get past 10 o'clock before mentioning RTFQ and, you know, it will be there every single day uh, like a great big elephant in the room. Um, and, uh, you know, we will we will mention we're not the elephant, though. We won't ignore it. We'll mention it every day until you're uh, sick and tired of me saying RTFQ. But you'll know what that means at the uh, at the end of the course. So that's it. That's my top six uh, tips there, Pete. I don't know if you, you, yeah. you agree or disagree with any of those, or you know, you may no, have. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And reading, reading the fucking question is so important, <laughs> and thinking about it because anyone who's read the chimp paradox will know that we have this like little chimp inside our head that sort of jumps to conclusions and stuff. And I've got a really good example for you, and I'm a bit disappointed I can't think of more examples. But I really, really, I love Darren Brown. Darren Brown, some people call him a magician, but he calls himself a mentalist, right? And uh, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan. I don't know how I've got onto talking about Darren Brown during a uh, six tips for transport manager CPC. However, here I am. This is me being random. And um, 
Darren Brown asked a question. On, he's done a series of podcasts for Audible, uh, which are free to access, uh, and I really, really recommend them. But he he asks a question, and he says about how the brain plays tricks on you when you're asked a question. He says, you've got a bat and a ball, and the bat and the ball cost £1.10. Okay? The bat costs £1 more than the ball. So how much is the bat worth, and how much is the ball worth? <laughs> you lost me there. <laughs> okay, so the bat, the bat and the ball together are worth one pound ten. Okay, yeah. and the bat is one pound more expensive than the ball. What my brain did, and what he expects many other brains to do, is they go, "Well, the bat is a pound, and the ball is ten p." Because there's, uh, no, sorry, the ball is uh, the bat is a pound, and the. Uh, the <sighs> The, the bat is £1.10 and then the ball is 10p and together they're £1.10. When in reality, it's the ball is 5p and the bat is £1.05p. And, and there's £1 difference between the two, basically is what I'm saying. I think I've that, completely messed it up. But... That, no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect sense to me now. Yeah. RTFQ, absolutely. Yeah, You have to take the question, filter it out. Uh, and I'm, I'm with you on the uh, the chimp paradox, um, uh, Professor Steve Peters. Brilliant, uh, brilliant work. Um, yeah, and you know yeah. your chimp chimp immediately uh, is is jumping to that conclusion. But if you let your slower part of your brain deal with it, the human part of your brain, uh, then the logical question, the logical answer is is is, is the correct one. So absolutely spot absolutely. on. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And you know what, right? So before we came on to record this audience, I said to Mike. He goes, do you reckon six six things will last uh, the amount of time? And I was like, well, I think with you, it could last an hour and a half. So I'm going to say 45 minutes. And he goes to me, 45 minutes. And I said, yeah, in the expectation that actually it'll easily be about an hour. And here we are at just before 50 minutes gone. Uh, so there we go. Testament to Mike, the trainer, and his ability to be able to uh, make sure that he gives very thorough answers to questions. So thank you very much, Mike, for that. Uh, what I would say is if you're listening and you haven't taken your transport manager CPC, um, have a think about it. It's a, it's a really good opportunity to, to do. There are, there are other training companies, but none of them are quite as good as flagship partners. <laughs> so make sure you think about that before you, uh, before you go uh, book in your course. There are some very expensive providers and there's some very cheap providers as well. I'd be very wary of the cheap ones is all that I'm saying. Um, but yeah, there's many other providers, but Flagship is certainly the one for you. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Mike, thank you very much for sharing your infinite wisdom with us as well. Um, it's been really, really enjoyable. I've certainly enjoyed it. I hope the audience have enjoyed it too and had some more insights into the Transport Manager CPC exam. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. Please subscribe to the Fleet Geeks podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Thanks. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.